Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another Bird Brothers podcast. I am your host, Falcon, and this week I am once again joined by my best pal, Condor. How are you doing today, Condor? It's not like you would be joined by anybody else, Falcon. Yes, it is I, the Condor, <laughs> ready to talk about another anime, an anime that is anime. very special to Falcon's heart. It is. Isn't that right, Falcon? Tell it us is. what anime we are talking about. We are watching this week Kuroko's Basketball, specifically the first season. Uh, We're not, not watching. Not we already watched yeah. it. Yeah, we already watched it. Yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> you know what? Just getting all over everything, Condor, right. messing no. it up. We were just talking anyway. about how Falcon works 48 hours. It yeah, was I, worked, I worked a lot this week. Uh, anyway, uh, but we still got it done because Kuroko is in my top three favorite anime of all time. Banner Don't anime. Yeah, it's one of our banner animes. Uh, we're getting one done which leaves three if you count Ruby as an anime. Which it is an anime. We'll talk about Ruby anyway because we just like it. Who cares? It's close enough regardless. But uh, yeah, uh, so we're talking about it. I really like it. I'm wearing my Kuroko jersey for those of you audio listeners. I'm not. Uh, because we're so far behind on the video ones, who knows when that will actually go up. But you know, hey, yeah. it's cool. It's cool. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, it's a uh, sports anime. Very... Uh, very, really popular, actually. Uh, it is a very popular anime. Yes. Is surprising. When did Kuroko's Basket come out, Falcon? You should know that. Hmm. Uh, I know the anime came out in 2013. I don't remember when the actual manga came out. I don't remember how long it was. Let me look that up real quick. And while you're watching that up, I should mention that me and Falcon here. Uh, originally when the anime came out, it came out subbed, but recently, mm-hmm. the reason, though mostly the reason why we decided to watch it was because the anime came out dubbed recently on Netflix, so me and Falcon both promised to watch it both dubbed, so we basically mm-hmm. could get an opinion of the dub. We'll talk more about that later. Falcon, right. have you found out when the sh- series came out? So I'm not finding the original publication date, but the first uh, volume, like Tonkovan, uh, came out in 2009. So and that was April. So probably 2008 is probably a good uh, estimation, like uh, mid to late 2008. This series is 12 years old. Mm-hmm. It is. It is old. It literally, if it came out 2008, 2009, it literally came out my senior year of high school. Uh in japan which is fun to watch yeah i was watching this all throughout college this was like my jam i every time kuroko came out i did nothing but watch kuroko like immediately um but yeah you started uh, so to yeah. play uh basketball too right you played basketball <laughs> no i don't play basketball what uh, if you if you wanted to watch me play basketball you would be very depressed let me just say that <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just go immediate to depression, not even sadness. Uh, I'm very much like Kuroko in that way, except I don't have godly passes. Um, but yeah. What? Oh, and I was incorrect. Man. The anime started in 2012, not 2013. That was a well, Thank you for part. correcting yourself. At least you're not, you're not pissing off all the sports fans. Yeah, I'm not pissing off all the sports fans. Well, Falcon, why don't you give us a little description on the series of Kuroko's Basket? Of course. So, Kuroko's Basketball is about a... Uh, Basketball. basketball player named Kuro. Yeah, it's about basketball, really. That's all you need to know. No, it's it's about this guy Kuroko Tetsuya. He uh, is a uh, he was on this legendary middle school team called the Generation of Miracles, uh, Taiko Middle School. It was a team that had five prodigies on there. They always dominated every game. They always won. They never lost. Not even by like just barely winning. Like they demolished everybody. Uh, Kuroko was the Phantom Sixth Man. He has no presence about him. He's just kind of there, uh, but uh, they all the prodigies got really arrogant and stopped caring about basketball themselves. Really, they all just wanted to see who was better. 
So they split up. They all go to different high schools, Kuroko included. Uh, and they're trying to decide who is the best of the generation of Miracles player. But they all care about focusing on themselves and just getting as many points as they can. They believe the only way they can move forward is to only play by themselves. Kuroko disagrees. He thinks that you have to play with the team uh, and actually be friendly and whatnot and work together in order to be good at basketball. So Kuroko is trying to take down each other member of the generation of Miracles to prove his basketball is the best way to play. Oh, what a good description there, Falcon. You know, when you were saying this description, it made me it made me think of a funny story that happened while I was watching it. Ooh, really? Already get, a little, already get a little off topic. So basically, I was watching it, and my mom decides to call me because, you know, sometimes we chat like a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we were just chatting, and then she's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm watching basketball. Oh, you're watching basketball. Really? Oh, yeah, of course. Why would I not be? And she's like, oh, who's playing? <laughs> I said Sayreen versus Toho, and she's like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> she hung up the phone on me. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I was I was working at a Blockbuster when this was coming out, and we had a guy who'd started. Everyone who worked at the Blockbuster was into video games and like more like sci-fi nerdy movies. And we had this one guy who started, who was like huge sports guy. And he always wanted us to like meet up at bars afterward and uh to watch sports and he always said he's like well so and so only likes basketball and football so and so only like only likes hockey and basketball so we'd have to watch basketball but luke doesn't like watching sports unless it's animated so we'd have to try to get the bar to play some like (laughs) 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 and like he kept trying to piece this together and was like calling bars to see what we could do and we were like dude we're never gonna go like all together because we're all gonna be like there was like six of us working there. So like, we're not all ever going to have the day off together to go do stuff. That really in college. He has a kid. Like it ain't going to happen. Bring the kid. Yeah. Oh, he blames (laughs) me for everything. That dude, he was like, I can't work today. My kid's sick. And it's like, what's wrong? Oh, he's sniffling a lot. Be like, "Uh, he's probably fine. Get to work. But yeah, it was, he could have a, he could have a type B sickness. Yeah. No, this dude just made excuses to get out of work all the time. Using your he called out sick one day and he's like hey can you cover i'm really sick i was like yeah no problem so i cover for him and then he shows up to work to rent a movie later and it was like dude what the hell what <laughs> yeah yeah and like one day i called i was like hey man i think i have strep throat i'm going to the doctor if i do would you be able to cover my shift tonight he's like well as long as you cover my shift tomorrow i was like well if i'm not contagious tomorrow i can he's like okay just let me know and then like i, I was still contagious the next day so I was like, hey, man, I can't. He's like, well, I'm in Nashville. You're going to have to figure something out. I'm like, what? What? And like, I called the manager. He's like, don't worry. I'll fix it. I was like, all right, we're good. But yeah. Wow. Anyway, random I, honestly, the people, the people who people who just like call out and then go into their job the same mm-hmm. day are just these stupidest people. No mm-hmm. offense to like anyone who does that, who's listening. But like, honestly, you need to like think out your plan more. You never know who's going to mm-hmm. be there. Like yeah. you could go there one day and like the big boss could be there and they'll be like, hey, aren't you supposed to work today? And you could get in trouble for that. Maybe lose your job, maybe mm-hmm. lose hours. So I mean, even think, if you weren't going to If you're going to call out, think it through more. Okay? If you're going to call out, stay at home too. Because like you could call like, I'm sick and then go to like Walmart and then your manager is off duty or their shifts over and they see you i'm gonna be like aren't you sick i'm like oh uh, that's that's when that's when you start the- <coughs> yeah that's sorry. when you start coughing like get, i'm just get getting medicine <laughs> yeah anyway you're getting medicine in the in the meat department yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. off topic off topic police off topic oh, police. oh. <laughs> anyway back on topic like we said earlier this came out subbed uh and it aired 2012 to 2015 
over here. Uh, and then it never got dubbed until this year. Was it Netflix? This year? Yeah, like it didn't come onto Netflix till this year, and it's this was the first time we've ever heard a dub of it, um, which makes me very happy because I was always emailing like anime people trying to get them to like even if they didn't dub it to just release it on Blu-rays over here because I wanted to buy it, um, but uh, no one ever did. And now Netflix of all people are the ones who ended up dubbing it for us. So thank you, Netflix. But that also leads to the question: we have both watched it dubbed and subbed. Condor, which do you prefer? Ah, uh, why do you gotta ask me such? difficult questions you were the, the one sub, who came up 100%. with the question i'm just asking it the sub 100 percent. do you the dub was it was good it wasn't bad it wasn't amazing it was mm-hmm. good i haven't watched the sub in so long but i remember really feeling like the actions more in the sub than the dub mm-hmm. uh you know what i really didn't like you know you know tepe Remember Tepe, the guy who, you yeah, know, the character, basically the uh, one of the like, seniors who comes back from the hospital afterward. Yeah, he's like, he's technically the guy who played center before uh, Kagami does. Right, his voice did not sound right to me. There were right. a couple that didn't sound right to me. Tepe was one, and then what little we heard Akashi speak. Akashi did not sound like a high schooler. That voice did not match up with how Akashi looks. Uh, I got what they I were liked- going for, and I won't say why because that spoils Akashi's whole thing from season three. I but, like, uh, yeah, Kur- I like Kuriko's voice. Kagami's mm-hmm. voice was okay. Uh, Kisei's voice was good. Midorima's voice was good. Almane's voice was okay too. Uh, yeah. But other than that, I really can't. The girl, the pink-haired girl who appeared, her voice was weird a little bit. If I remember correctly, she only really uh, yeah, talked. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't talk a lot, but I thought it was fine. Kuroko's voice, I feel like, is really good. I feel like yeah, she's the one voice that they really great. nailed. Like, I'm not going to say there couldn't be a better Kuroko voice, but I, I really enjoyed a, it. I, I would personally, be a perfect Kuroko voice. Can you hear my Kuroko voice? I am you, talking you would not be a right Kuroko now. Voice. Well, Kuroko you wouldn't be a good is, anything. I know, right? <laughs> like, Kuroko is my favorite, arguably one of my favorite anime characters of all time. Oh. Uh, but... Even like if someone was like, "Would you want to voice Kuroko?" I would probably say yes, but then I'd be like, "Why?" I would do a terrible job voicing Kuroko. I would be better off as like Izuki, and then you get just you- there to make puns and then be like, "I can see everything." Hey, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I like Izuki too much. I bought his character CD, and he's okay. not important enough to even get him talk on the characters episode of this podcast. So he's know. not, unfortunately. <laughs> we'll mention we'll mention him. I feel, like, I feel like they get more time to shine in like season two and three. So I feel like there we have less new characters coming in. Well, we, technically we did the them. same thing mm-hmm. with Fire Force. Force. For season two, we talked about some characters that appeared in season one because they had right. more focus, like Joker. If we eventually do watch season two, whenever you or I want to watch it, right. and uh, we we can mention. Obviously, we're gonna mention. The purple hair guy and Akashi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we feel like any of the other characters stood out more, then we can mention them mm-hmm. as well. You know, season twos are meant to be longer anyway, in my opinion. Right. So right. To cover. For character wise, that is, geez, mm-hmm. so many characters we talked about for season two. Yeah. Well, we anyway. can just like stem over like Kuroko's the same, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the mm-hmm. point. Um, but yeah, uh, I like the sub better. I mean, I haven't watched the sub recently, but from what I remember, the sub was better. I listened to a few clips and I remember. I do agree. I think the sub is better, but I think I the remember. dub is actually very good. There's just a few casting choices that don't really match up that was yep. great. But otherwise, I think it's fine. I did not like Tepe's voice at all. I mean, Tepe, yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but also he was never supposed to be super serious. So he's kind of got this almost like 
goofy kind of voice to him. Uh, he's just like really laid back, but almost just like sounds like he's always joking about everything he says, uh, which is a little he, weird. He but sounded a little flirty to me. I could see that. That is why I did not like it. I could understand like the goofball aspect, but goofball and flirty are two different things. True. Well, anyway, uh, Falcon, yep. you said you had a surprise question for me. Why don't you ask it right now, huh? Oh, so if oh, you end boy. up watching this on Netflix, there's something very surprising you will find. This oh. is rated mature. <laughs> this is rated mature? For language. And like, I don't know. I didn't notice very much language at all. There'd be I like a damn or a hell in there every once in a while. And then there's one part they're about to drop an F-bomb. And you hear the F sound and then just a bleep noise. I, I, I don't know why Netflix, why you decided to rate this mature. There's, no, there's nothing in this really that makes it stand out that way. So I don't know if I was the only one who thought that way or if you noticed more to it than oh, I Oh, I definitely noticed the rated M like right away. Like when I, I always look at that mm-hmm. stuff when I before I go into the an anime or a show, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is rated M. M-A, I don't remember this being very mature. Maybe it's the fact that there's like half naked guys with sweat all over them. Possibly. I think it said partial nudity in the rating. I don't remember. The one episode where you see like Mamoli's legs when she's like taking a shower or something. But that's all you Oh see. yeah, that was like uh, that was just like that's always been a really random scene. I'm like, why did we have to see that? Um but uh otherwise, yeah, like oh yeah, because that's that's the episode where she we first meet her when she's spying on Saren when they're doing the pool training. Because we she's in like the dressing room putting on her bathing suit or whatever. But like every episode is rated mature just for language, except for that one, which had like partial nudity in it. Um, which is weird because I remember when weird. we watched Made in Abyss, they rated each ep- each episode by episode. Yeah, I wonder how current. Well, that was Amazon too, though. That wasn't Netflix. Yeah, did I say? Did I, say I said Amazon, right? Uh, you just said they. You didn't specify. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I meant when I, make it clear. Amazon Prime. When we watched Made in Abyss, they Amazon Prime rated each episode by like rating for each mm-hmm. episode. I wonder how Amazon Prime would do Kirko's Basket in that aspect. I'm interested to yeah. see that. So there's, there's we no see, way this is it more than like a teen, a re, like a teen rated show. If there was a rating between teen and M, I'd say this would probably be that rating, but there isn't. Maybe. So that's how probably this cursing and the partial nudity with the men, the sweaty men. Probably. Uh, you, you broke up a little bit, so we just heard sweaty Ben, but that uh, that's fun. That's, uh, hey, perfect. <laughs> sweaty Ben. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll get on to the characters now. Um, okay. Starting off, of course, with the main character, Tetsuya Kuroko. Tetsuya Kuroko. We've already said he was the Phantom Sixth Man of the Taiko High Generation of Miracles team. He started every game, but uh, Kuroko has no presence. He has a very low sense of presence, and he, he uses presence. Damn, yeah. a present from Kuroko. Man, uh, but he uses a misdirection to even make sure that nobody notices him, just to do these like crazy passes, um, which confuses a lot of the other teams. Um, but because However, of that. He has so little presence. He has like there. no game record. Nobody oh, knows true. who he is. Uh, like the fact you have so little game presence, they don't even know who's on the field or on the court to like have a game record. It's really weird. It is pretty uh, weird. I think even the coach would be like, oh no, our number 11 was in the whole time. Here you go. But uh, yeah. He's so, right there. Don't you see him? Oh, he is right there. Wow. He's very, uh, very quiet. Normally has no presence really. Very weak. His 
basketball fundamentals are trash. He can really only pass. He can't shoot. He can't shoot. Can he, he can't dribble. Yeah, I was gonna say, can he dribble? No, he can't dribble. Uh, he literally can just pass. Uh, oh, wait, he's just like boom, there you go. Or, or mm-hmm. sometimes he do like a really super big pass. I forget. Yeah, what he'll do. Call I think it's called like the ignite pass. I think the is what they call it. Ignite pass. Boom. The me, phantom pass. The ignite page. pass. Uh, yeah, Mr. something, Mr. something like that. Thank you, Mr. Curricle. You're the best. Mm-hmm. I wish I was the Curricle basket. <laughs> oh, do you? Um, but uh, he also doesn't joke around much. He's always pretty serious. Uh, even if he says something that sounds like he could possibly be uh, joking, he's, 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 he'll tell you he's bad with jokes. Um, uh, he can also kind of be... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think he does it intentionally, but he yeah, ignite pass is right. Huzzah! I was correct. Um, Huzzah! Ignite pass. You're so smart. But he can almost be like kind of condescending or sarcastic. I don't think he does it like intentionally, but there's sometimes where he'll say things that just really pisses off the other characters, and he doesn't understand why he's pissed them off. Uh, so he doesn't have the most amount of social awareness in the world. Oh wow, the wiki has like a stat thing where it's like physical mm-hmm. ability, technique, stamina, mental strength, and special ability. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. But yeah, the, the, the problem with Kuroko, I don't think you mentioned this, is the longer he's out there, the more his presence will be known because people mm-hmm. will get used to his presence. So usually what the what the uh, Seirene team does is they kind of take him out after the first half is over so they can like recharge his like energy, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think they say in the first in one of the first episodes, he has a time limit of 40 minutes, I think. Then after 40 minutes, his misdirection isn't guaranteed to work. It doesn't say that it won't work, but it's it, he gets seen more often. That's true. He does get seen more often, which is not mm-hmm. a good thing. Nope. That is why they take him out. Other yeah, than we'll that, uh, he is a, he's a guy with light blue hair. He's kind of short. Honestly, in the first scene, uh, when the coach, the girl whose name I forget because she's not important. Rico. Um, <laughs> Rico. Oh, you mean the girl from Made in Abyss? No, better <laughs> Rico. <laughs> Um, she, she, he, cause she, this Rico girl has like the ability to like look at people's stats. It's kind of weird. I don't know how it works, but it works. She's like, this guy literally is not built for basketball at all. Yeah. Mm. Uh, boom. Phantom pass. Boom. Ignite pass. Boom. Spoiler. Can't talk about that yet. Yeah. That, that's but, one of um, my favorite jokes early on is the fact they just don't notice them. Like he signs the form on the table where all the basketball team is like, Oh wait, who is this other guy that filled out a form and on his special note section? He just wrote, I was here the whole time. And they're like, <laughs> what? And well, then they go to the first so track. Yeah. So Rico will talk about that too. She sees all the stats because her dad's a personal trainer and she's always like gone to work with her dad. So she's used to like pointing out uh, where people excel, where they need to improve just by looking at them. So they translate that into the show of like she's seeing essentially their stats in terms of like numbers and ability and percentages. So I don't think she genuinely sees like the little gauges and stuff. Like she can look and be like, okay, he's really strong here and this and whatnot. But yeah, she looks at Kuroko and it's like, what? But they don't even notice him there. Like, they're like, is that everybody? Oh, this Kuroko guy must not have shown up. He's like, uh, I'm right here. And they're like, what? He's like, I've been, when did you get here? I was here the whole time. Like, he's, it's, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, I've, I've been here since everyone else was. Uh, but th- that's a recurring joke for a while. That is a recurring joke. I'm sure it sticks between this, uh, seasons two and three and possibly the movie. I've actually never watched the movie. so I, I haven't watched the movie either because when it first came out, I couldn't find it to watch anywhere. Um. And it's one I need to get back to, but then it just, I got busy enough and it's just, it's not happened. I need to make it happen soon because I really want to watch it, but you know. Well, just uh, as a heads up, do you remember how many episodes season two and season three are? Are they both 26 episodes as well? 
I think so. I think all three seasons are 26, but I'm not okay. 100% certain. They're I'll all at least that. 24. Um, I'll, I'll check that. Real but quick. also another recurring joke with Kuroko is that he's so small and tiny that a lot of people mistake him as a child. That is true. Who let this child on the field? We got the name. Oh, it's on Crunchyroll. No, is it? Sweet. The I'll movie's on Crunchyroll. Because when it first got picked up, I was checking Crunchyroll to see if they'd get it, and they weren't getting it originally. And at the time, season three of Kuroko wasn't even on Crunchyroll. It was on uh, the now-closed Daisuke.net. Um, so you had to watch it there. So I was checking Daisuke, and they weren't getting it, and it was just kind of up in the air as to who was actually going to be getting it. Then I never heard anything else eventually. Um, but yeah, even uh, yeah, one of the first people to call Kuroko a child was uh, he's this foreign exchange student from Singal. I want to say his name. Oh, that, is like that really Bobe, I think. They call him dad. Um, they called him dad. That was kind of funny. He, I do think the show kind of hyped him up to be big, but he wasn't really that big. Of a well, I mean, the whole the whole thing was he was picked by this like low tier school because he was so big, they could just like pass the ball to him and he could score. But the rest of their team was trash. So if you could like make it to where he can't play, yeah, they just they just lost. Um, yeah, I think his yeah. name was like. Papa something Mbabe or something Papa like that. Something. But they just called him dad. Uh because they're like, oh Papa, that's like dad. Izuki is a fun guy. Dad? Yeah, thanks, Dad. Oh, but yeah, Kuroko gets ticked off because the guy he, dad keeps saying he's a little kid and they need to get the kid off Did the he court like and blah, blah, blah. He picked him up. He too. does. He's like, You're so <laughs> tiny, and it pisses <laughs> Kuroko off. Like this is the first time we ever see him just either like not happy or not just stoic. He's just usually like, just like not show just blank face most face. of the time uh yeah but uh yeah he's he's just he's ticked off and even like everyone's like he actually looks pissed for a change whoa and so like they just wrecked that team and it's just like all right but yeah it was oh like that was such a good one i like that part so much i'm glad you did anyway anything else we need to talk about croco with or should we move on to let's see well the wiki has tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of trivia facts about him. So let's at least mention yeah. one of them. Okay. Um, in the Q&A section in the manga, it is revealed that Kuroko was 155 centimeters tall upon entering Taiko. Kuroko lives in a small house with his father, his mother, and his grandmother. Kuroko's best subjects are classical Japanese and modern Japanese. He dislikes cola and he inherited his mother by looks and her invisibility while he got the characteristics from his father. Mm. And those are, I guess, some fun facts about our main character. He's also on the school's library committee. Oh, is he now? Yeah. Uh, I'm, on, I'm looking on it now. Uh, it actually says his best courses are humanities, history, and geography. Oh, yep. I, I, the Q&A section says differently. So I don't well, know. That's a who knows. That's a little problem. Uh, I, uh, I guess we should move on unless there's something else you want to talk about. Uh, no, I think that's that's all we need to say about Kuroko right now. Uh, uh, so let's move let's, on. Let's take this. Let's take this chance. What number is on your your outfit? What number do you have for Seirin? Eleven. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you're in Kuroko, but I can see you, so you're not. Kuroko. Yeah, I'm not Kuroko. Uh, so I guess we should yeah. move on to the next character of the Seirene team. The light to Kuroko's shadow, Mr. Taiga Akagami. Taiga Akagami. Condor, tell us a little bit about Taiga Akagami. Uh, he is a bully. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Kagami is a... No, he's not a bully. I was just no. joking. He looks 
looks like a bully from first appearance is complete mm-hmm. to be completely honest with you. But that's fine. That's understandable. He's from America. Americans yeah. are bullies. Uh, Kagami is a very muscular, is very muscular for a high school student. He is very tall, giving him an overwhelming aura, which some mm-hmm. say is like the intensity of a wild tiger, which I can yeah. kind of see that way. If you kind of look at him, it's kind of, yeah. kind of a little scary. He has a two toned dark red hair. He, he, he has two toned dark red and black hair and red eyes. His eyes are pointed and narrow at his, and his eyebrows are quite thick and split in two. He is mm-hmm. number 10 on the Serene team and wears black and red basketball shoes. Just so you people know. I like he that you're is... just reading off what his appearance Shut up! I don't get it. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Stop it. Did you even watch the show? I like paid half attention to it, okay? Is this basketball, okay? <laughs> they shoot the ball in the hoop. That's the show. Leave me alone. Okay, Such no. Disrespect. But basically, he's a, he, he basically wants to be like the very best basketball player. I, I don't think – was he born in America or was he born in Japan? And then They don't Japan. say where he was born. We just know that he has been in America and has come to Japan, whether that's coming uh, back I to Japan the, or whether he was born there. We don't really know. I think the tr- sports anime wikis are always so damn long. I'll tell you that. Um, But basically, he wants to be like the very best at basketball. He wants yeah. to keep doing his best. He no keeps hearing what. about how great these Generation of Miracles players are and decides he wants to beat them because they can't be that good. Uh, so he and Kuroko team up to take them down because um, Kuroko cannot do it alone and Kagami has the potential to be just as good, if not better. He does. He basically, he sees, he Kuroko tells us about the, the Generation of Miracles. He's like, oh, those guys? Well, I want to be better than them. God, I kind of sound. Oh, how Kuroko just flat out tells him the first time he's like, right now, pff, no, they yeah, mop the floor with you. <laughs> like, but you could be. And could that be. takes Kagami off. But basically, of Kagami guy. likes a good Oof. challenge as well. He, he's mm-hmm. up to a challenge. Whenever when he fought Kisei in the first match, he's like, oh, this is just getting exciting. I'm just getting started now. Do he like doesn't like do playing like against weak voice. players. He likes having a challenge. He doesn't want it just to be that he wins all the time. Yep. Um, so he's, yeah, he, he'll do anything it takes. Well, not anything it takes, but he'll uh, do what he can to like improve upon himself to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. he he he's uh, his motto is eat well, play well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he eats devour like, a crap ton of food as well. Like, geez, they got they got thrown out of that. Uh, they showed steak the place. Yeah, that he's always eating in the openings, but they even after their first win, they end up going to this. They all want to go out to get food to celebrate, but they're all broke. So they find this steak place that has these huge steaks that if you win, or if you eat it all within so much time, you get it free. Uh, but if you don't, then it's like 11,000 yen or something ridiculous. Good uh, American stomachs. So Rico orders one for everybody on the team. But tells them they have to finish it because they can't afford to not eat it. And they all are struggling. And then Kagami just eats everything that everybody lacked. <laughs> and uh, they get thrown out and banned from the restaurant <laughs> from ever Why? <laughs> <laughs> because of how much Kagami ate. Yeah, I love it. They're all struggling. And then you see Kuroko takes like two bites. He's like, I can't do anymore. And they're all like, what? And then Kagami what? just like eats the rest of it. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> He does have a big, big appetite, but his favorite food is cheeseburgers, mm-hmm. as you could tell from like all the time. The season one opening, the, yeah. Also, all the times in the beginning where he would talk with Kurko in the like the fast food place. Mm-hmm. But I, I like Kagami. He's pretty cool. Kagami's cool. He's he's the more typical like anime protagonist character. That's um, right. He and Kuroko, you could argue either one. He's technically the main character. Um, Kuroko's the title, but Kagami's more the focus. 
That's true. Um, he's like Legend of Zelda. The focus is Link, you know? Right. Um, I feel like this one, they're more even hand. Just Kage yeah, is like the one 50, who has to 50. really grow more than Kuroko does. There's As only so much Kuroko, Kuroko can do. Kagami is light and Kuroko is shadow. Mm-hmm. Even though the brighter Kagami shines, the darker Kuroko is. Um, you know, if you look at Kuroko and Kagami, you'd think Kagami would be the shadow. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. just my opinion. What do you think about good old Kagami, Mr. Kagami's good. Uh, we didn't say he's very stubborn as well. Uh, he's very ambitious for wanting to continually improve and he always wants to have a challenge but he's also super stubborn as well it's hard for people to get him to like understand things um but he's also super determined there's the whole part in the beach training where Rico tells him he has to get drinks for the team but he has to run on the beach the like 500 kilometers or whatever to a certain convenience store and bring them back one can at a time uh, and you find out he does that for days, but then she realizes she doesn't know why it takes him so long, but instead of just getting drinks for his team, he was also getting drinks for the opponent's team as well. So like four days straight, he has nothing but like run back and forth to this convenience store to buy one drink at a time for at that point, probably 20 to 30 people. Um, depending, I don't remember how many people are on Shutoku's team. Uh, but yeah, so he's just going back and forth doing that over and over again because she didn't tell him not to get it for everybody, even though she was just intending for, you know, their team to have drinks when they got done playing. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, Kagami is one, too, that's more fun to talk about later because we find out more about his backstory. Well, that's true. Um, I, think, I mean, I'd I think say, I wouldn't two. say that he didn't neglect them, but they, they gave him oh, a lot no. of time, uh, But we, we get some new characters in season two who really... I feel help flesh Kagami's personality New out more. characters in a basketball anime? No way. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch Slam Dunk. I have I still <laughs> to watch Slam Dunk. I need to. Uh, but yeah, so it, it he gets more depth than just being that stubborn, intimidating, fierce, uh, really strong basketball guy. But he's afraid of dogs. I mean, he is ghosts. afraid of dogs. And uh, ghosts. And ghosts. This is true. It's um, so in one of the novels. Mm-hmm. Also, I've literally skimmed the trivia page, and I cannot say where he is. Sell, say where he is born. Horrible, horrible. Right. But you know what horrible. I did find out? What's that? His hobby is surfing. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Interesting. Very interesting. But he he's a pretty good main character, in my opinion. Just basically the type of character who wants to get better. At his mm-hmm. game, and he can jump really high. Actually, now here's here's a fun fact: his shoes mm-hmm. might have been a call out to the very popular American basketball player Michael Jordan. Yep. Kagami wears Michael Jordan signature shoe, the Nike Air Jordan One. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. people like if you could say that Kagami might be based off of Michael Jordan, considering it's like crazy airtime. That he shows off it's because Kagami's, the, Kagami's power is the he, he keeps jumping higher and higher. He mm-hmm. has like crazy jumps, which is really cool. Yep, uh, Kagami does travel a lot in the game, which never really gets called out. Which traveling is a foul. Uh, I guess maybe it's different in Japanese basketball. I mean, it's an anime. They're not going to call it out every time. If they need him to like run down the field to slant, like to dunk a ball, they're going to have him do it. Let's be real. Um, well, maybe, maybe he just does it so fast the ref can't keep up. Uh, and specifically, on the trivia, specifically mentions he does it in the opening. The first match with Kisa. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I don't. He he does it some. I think in the actual show, but I don't know if he does it enough to like be considered. Um. But yeah. Uh, Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about with Kagami? Nah, I think we're. Oh, yeah. So in one, uh, I think it's a game. I don't know if it's a game or if it's one of the specials. It's shown that Kagami is surprisingly popular with older women. They think he is. So, you know, Kagami could get that older girl if he wanted. But he prefers a girl who's elegant. Right. Right. Anyway. So it doesn't work that way, right? I, I mean, anything else you uh, want to be saying? Or should we move on to the uh, first he, generation of miracles? He, he's very tall. He is very tall. The first generation of miracles? We already talked about Kuroko. You can How argue whether you Kuroko forget? actually was. He's considered their phantom sixth man, but they talk but he about joined the in the second year. Yeah, but they talk about the generation of miracles and their phantom sixth band. So there's, I've always debated whether Kuroko is actually considered one of the generation of miracles. I think he's, he's considered, just considered like their assistant. I would not call them their assistant. I, right. I think you're wrong. Oof. Get out. Get out. All right. Get out. You're not a real Kuroko fan. Anyway, we're going to talk about Ryota Kisei next. My favorite character oh. in the show. After rewatching season one, I have to say, Mr. Kisei here is my favorite. Mm-hmm. He is a model. He, or he used to be one. Uh, he still is, I think. He just he focuses more on basketball during like the school season, and then does modeling afterwards. That's um, true. Uh, wait, let, let me let's let pull up the page for Ryota Kisei. I really like his character a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, he's very handsome. Oh, you like that blonde hair? I have blonde hair. You do have blonde hair. I do. He, anyway, he, he plays for Kaijo High. Kaijo. They are a very well-known basketball school in Tokyo. Um, I believe Kaijo is one of the three kings with uh, Shutoku. And uh, I just forgot the name of Almine's. Uh, Toho. Toho, yeah. Uh, I said it earlier. Simon yeah. versus Toho. <laughs> um, yeah, so he uh, his unique thing is he's an extremely fast learner. He can someone watch someone do a move once and then usually uh, replicate it, but even better, like a second later. Um, so he was known as like the copycat prodigy. He could just copy anybody's moves, except for a couple of the people in the Generation of Miracles we find out. There's a few he could never copy. Like he couldn't copy Kuroko's because he's a model. He stands out. He likes being showy and how Kuroko has to move he can't copy it because he can't divert attention attention away from himself everyone wants to keep looking at him he has like a little fan club everyone wants to look at him and he wants everyone to look at him so if he tried doing that no one would care they'd be looking at him uh but uh, i'm looking at him so he he calls everybody chi if he respects them so pretty much everybody on the generation of miracles like kurakochi midori machi alminichi uh stuff like that um but he, uh, yeah, I mean, he's very friendly. He really likes Kuroko. He genuinely considers Kuroko a friend. And he he really wants Kuroko to come to school with him. He thinks it'd be fun if he and Kuroko were on the same team again. He enjoys playing with them. Uh, but Kuroko just can't stand his whole, who needs teammates? I'm just going to run up the score because I'm great. Um, I feel like if anybody out of the Generation of Miracles would want to work too well with a team, it'd be Kisei. We actually get mm-hmm. more of that near the end of season one mm-hmm. where he starts to realize, hey, you know, maybe Kuroko working with a team right. ain't so bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he says a quote at some part where he's playing a game later with Almine, and Almine makes some comment about it. It seems like you're starting to 
play Kuroko's basketball or whatever, and he just flat out says, like, I'm starting to come around to why he thinks that way. But he still is pretty much like, I'm not completely there yet, but I'm going to trust my team as much as I can while I try to dominate the majority of the time. Kind of like, if he's in a pickle, he can trust his teammates might be able to help him out. Um, But otherwise, he still pretty much focuses on himself, uh, which is something sort of common whenever Kuroko beats somebody. They all kind of start to understand what he talks about without still, like, fully coming over. Um, It's like Naruto when he uses the talk no jutsu, right? Right. Maybe I was wrong this whole time. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Kisei just has a fun personality. He's very charming. He does have a really fun, very charming, very out, outgoing, very cool. Very cheerful. Very true. I really like his copy ability a lot. It's pretty cool. It's actually, again, as we mentioned, he can't copy everybody, but he can copy a lot of the good players. Mm-hmm. So that is a good thing mm-hmm. i like him because of his little character development he gets at the end of season one he's my season one boy i'll say kuroko's still a great character but you know i feel like kisei gets that little good character development you know mm. you know what i'm saying I, I i hear what you're saying i hear what you're saying yeah i like him a lot be. uh say's just fun a lot of the generation of miracle players i feel like they're cool and they're fun to watch but they're not necessarily fun characters um what do you mean his team not even just the team just like their personality wise i mean well, you've he got, has a fine personality no that's what i'm saying he's one of the few i feel like who is the rest of them kind of or kind of eh, whatever um oh, oh sorry I, I i totally zoned out <laughs> zone um zone. Oh. but but um we didn't I guess hear the zone this season I, don't don't I, I, we, we, what you just mentioned it i don't know what you're talking about i just said you zone. mentioned it first you the what? I just mentioned mm-hmm. I zoned out, Falcon. I don't know what you're talking about. You said I zoned out, hit zone. Yeah, because I zoned out. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? It's not like mm-hmm. anything called zone in this anime. I see what you're doing, and I do not appreciate it. But I anyway, moving it on. But did you know that if Kisei would have an alternate job, it would be a pilot? I can see that. I can see him being a pilot. Well, actually, in the character Bible, which it is called character Bible, uh, mm-hmm. I think the author draws a what if scenario for each character. Uh, and it has Kisei as a pilot. You can actually look on the wiki under the trivia if you want to see it. It shows him as a mm-hmm. pilot. Uh, they they had uh, they had uh, Kagami as like a fire fireman. I think mm-hmm. Kirko as a teacher. I can see that. Oh yeah. Um. Let's see. Other his trivia. favorite food is onion gratine soup. Okay. His type of girl is a girl that won't tie him down. He also hates earthworms. He does hate earthworms. <laughs> That's the most random thing to hate, but all right. I, I mean, I'm sure somebody asked the author, hey, if Kisei would hate anything, what would it be? Oh, it would totally be earthworms. Thank you, author. I appreciate your time. But yeah, that, it was a Q&A, so that's Ooh, how Apparently, it in the anime, or not in the anime, in the manga, Kisei is a lot more cold-hearted than the anime. Apparently, the author said that there's a, some match they did later. He wanted to make to pick Kisei isn't necessarily a good guy. In his opinion, the anime Kisei is a little too soft. Uh, I guess I could see that. I, I, I can very much see that, especially with how he's depicted a little more later on. That totally makes sense. I guess you should uh, read the manga. I mean, I have all of it. I've just not gotten around to reading it yet. Where is it? Take it out right now. It's it's on my bookshelf that you can't see behind me. It's behind my mini fridge right there. You know. You have all. How many volumes are there? Thirty. Uh, there's thirty, but when they, 
It took us forever to get them over here. I kept emailing Viz all the damn time about it back in the day and just kept getting those generic, like, you know, responses like, thank you for letting us know. We'll take this into consideration. But as of right now, we have no, you know, yada, yada, yada. Do you uh, hear that, they, Kirk they Basket fans? It's all thanks to final Falconberry right here. No, I, we I stopped got after a while. I gave up. Manga over in the U.S. You better thank him. You better mm-hmm. like the podcast. Mm-hmm. You better yeah, follow. You, bet. you better follow our, our freaking our, our social medias. Join the Discord server. I'm a sellout, and it's fine. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, no. I it came out years after I had finally just given up hope because at that point it had been a few years since it came out, and we still hadn't heard anything. So I just figured they never were. Because um, sports anime used to sell sports manga used to sell terrible over here. It wasn't until Kuroko and Haikyuu and Yawa Pedal came out because they all started I think the same year or within a year or two of each other. Uh, that it actually like really picked up steam, but they when they finally did release it, they're available here in uh, two and one volumes. So you you've got fifteen total that cover all thirty volumes of the manga. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, anything else we want to say for Kisei, or should we move on to our Shutoku boy? I really did like Kisei. I'm excited because obviously I don't remember everything about season two and season three, or I never watched the movie, but I'm excited to see more Kisei in the anime of season two if we ever watch it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that leads us on to Shintaru Midorima. He was Ari- I don't even think it's arguably. He is probably the least popular of all the Generation of Miracles players. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I, I mean, I've never looked up character polls, but whenever I would like talk, like I was big on the forums and stuff back when this was airing, and like nobody ever talked about Midorima. Um, uh, which is a shame because he's actually one of my favorites. I genuinely like him. Um, but uh, he is the three-pointer uh, prodigy. No matter where he is on the court, he can pretty much make his shot um, anywhere, even from like the uh, the other team's hoop. Yeah, they, that that was a twist. They thought he never really shot further than the three-point line before, so everyone was like, "Oh, he just makes three-pointers." But yeah, there's one part he's under the other team's hoop, makes a five-point shot, and just finally is like, "You thought I could only make threes? <laughs> I can make a shot anywhere on the court." Like it. Uh, but yeah, he's his strategy in basketball is why do you need to be up close to get a two pointer when standing farther away and getting a three or a five pointer? Because it's more points is more effective with less risk. Because who's going to expect you to shoot from that far away all the time? No, um, he's very uh condescending, uh, yeah. he's very reserved, he doesn't like jokes or fooling around, um, but he's also extremely superstitious. Very extreme. Uh, he reads he his horoscope his every day. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. He always buys his lucky item, uh, which I think <laughs> the first time we see him, it's like him. a little frog, like coin pouch kind of type thing. And then later on, it's like a raccoon, one of those like raccoon statues. The Tanuki statue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. I think it's technically a Tanuki, but over here in the dub, they flat out said like raccoon something. And I was like, is it actually a raccoon or is it Tanuki? I don't know. And that doesn't matter. It's semantics. But uh, yeah, he's always got something that he has. It's his lucky item. Uh, he has to Kyle always carry him around in this like push cart so he doesn't have to like walk anywhere. He also tapes up his fingers because he's under the impression that if he doesn't take care of his fingers and nails, he can't make his shots. So whenever he's not playing, his fingers are always wrapped up with an athletic tape. Don't, don't make your fingers look like this. Yeah. Ah. Uh, but he also uh, believes in like blood type a lot and he, he is a blood type B. And that means he does not get along with blood type A's, which are Kuroko and Kisei. 
Um, and because of that, he kind of doesn't really try to get along with them. He just assumes that no matter what, they're going to disagree and not get along. Um, but he does admire Kuroko, even though he doesn't like Kuroko. Like, he'll flat out tell you, I do not like Kuroko, but I respect him. Um, of course, you got to respect yeah. the skill he has, you know, even if you don't like him personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's um, people I who I don't like, but I respect them for like what they do, obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's very he's extremely cocky as well like he's he's one of the few who's always just like he's like oh you can't beat me and someone's like maybe i can and i'm just like let's see uh but midori is one of the ones like you can't stop me don't even bother trying and then even after he loses is like that was a fluke don't worry and then he Next lost time you like the loser he is and then they had all the training games and they kept they kept winning in the yeah he very much viewed that loss as a fluke like there's no way you actually beat me I just uh, didn't consider you a real threat, so I didn't play as hard as I should have. You know, like he he very much will find I, some way to where it wasn't. That on is him. a big excuse. He took the match very seriously during the middle of the game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say that. I'm saying that's like his view on it. Is that like to himself to like? <laughs> I wasn't even down. using my full power. <laughs> if you thought that was all I could do, you were sadly mistaken. You know, I like walk away. I, he very much would say that. Um, Wait till you see my final form mm-hmm. <laughs> um but midorima is one we don't see a ton of a whole lot no uh, we do he, i mean we see him but he very much just shows up for like random little chit chats here and there out of all the you could say the same about kisei in fact i think we got more midorima than kisei in my opinion in the future of the series kisei way outshines midorima even in this season because we had the first game against kisei we saw the game against Kisei and Alamine. Kisei shows up almost every other game Kuroko plays or Midorima doesn't. Uh, uh, he only shows up every evil. once in a while. Uh, Midorima really only cares if it's a Generation of Miracles person playing Kuroko. Kisei doesn't care. Kisei just wants to see what's up. Um, but uh, Kisei is one of the most uh, prevalent gen char- generation characters later on and even in season one. Uh, Midorima just kind of we don't really get much with him past season one a whole lot. There's a he little bit hair. in season three we see, but season two he just kind of shows up to like say some snarky comment every now and then if I'm remembering correctly. Little snarky guy. Yeah, but that's why I kind of uh, like him. Like he's unapologetically that person and he doesn't care and he knows people don't like him because of it. He's like I don't care. Like does not care. He knows who he is and that's who he is. Um, his if Midorima had an alternate job, he would be a doctor. And then you can see a little can picture of him as a doctor. It's actually actually looks quite cool in the outfit. Mm-hmm. He hates cats because he got scratched once. <laughs> That's a very meter. I used to like cats until one scratched me. Now I can't stand them. Like, all right. <laughs> Gosh, I love I love Meterima so much. She's great. That's great. Uh, Speaking of which, there is three character polls for this uh, series. We will only be reading the first one because that actually goes perfectly with season one where it ends. But we will talk about that at the end of the characters, which we are on to our last character now, Falcon. And that would be the boy, the one, the only, Daiki Almine from Tomoe That's what I said. Almine was the ace of the Generation of Miracles. He was viewed as the best, and he believes it. Uh, he also oh, he definitely knows it. it. Uh, he he knows that no one can beat him. If His catchphrase is literally "No one can beat me but me." Yeah, the only one who can beat me is me. Yeah, he he believes it. He does not care about his teammates. If they don't give him the ball, it's why didn't you give me the ball? Let me take the ball from you so I can score. Um, 
Yeah, he he does not care. Uh, he's very tan. Uh, his skin is like super tan. He's really the only one that has a like varying shade of skin tone. Um, he's got you know that short navy blue hair. Uh, yeah, he uh, is just all around a beast. He goes in and out. He has a very odd way of moving, and that's what throws a lot of people off. He doesn't follow the typical like basketball form and conventions. He just does what he wants to do. Hi, um, you know, it's kind of weird. I'm looking at the skill, like the skill thing. You know how like each character has like a skill thing? Mm-hmm. I was looking at the stats for Midorima and Kisei, and, and their stats are better than Almine's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they have better stamina than him. And some of them have better mental strength. That's so weird. I thought I thought Amine would be like a ten all across the board, considering how hyped the anime. I made could him. see mental strength not being great for Almine because he blows his fuse all the time. Um, oh, yeah, Stamina. You think as hard as he plays, you think like he would, unless like even when he runs out, he's just running on pure adrenaline, so it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, he's all in your face. He's going to beat you down. He wants you to get demoralized by the end of the game. If he can't beat you by, like, doubling your score, did he even try? Like, that's that's very much Almine. But, um, but basically, this this whole thing started in middle school when, because he was so good, uh, a lot of the other player teams would just kind of, like, give up. Mm-hmm. they just kind of just be like, there's no point in playing because we're going to lose. And they kind of demoralize him. And he didn't, like, he thought, what's the point in trying mm-hmm. to be good? It's so fun and having fun and working with a team if I'm just so good. Yeah, I mean, that's something that happened with all the Generation of Miracles players. They yep. became so good, they just completely, like, destroyed their opponents that half their opponents gave up. I think they mentioned that in season, in the end of season two or beginning of season three. There's a ton of players who just stopped playing basketball because there was no chance they would ever have a shot at beating any of those guys. Uh, and then when, when you have that thought in your head and then you're getting, like, your score tripled or even worse, like, yeah, that's going to suck. Um, but it, it made him very much not give a crap. It's not fun. You even show up. He, does, he doesn't go to practice ever because he doesn't see the need to. He's late to the game. He doesn't even show up to the games he deems not important. Um, he just Yeah, like in the it. first game uh, against uh, Sarian, he didn't show up to like the end of the second half. Yeah. Literally a minute on the clock. Because he was not worried about Kagami or Kuroko because he, he did not care. He tried that like one on one with Kagami when Kagami was injured and Kagami was injured, so he couldn't do anything against him. So he's like, I can handle Kuroko easy. That Kagami guy is not all he's, you know, that everyone he's says weak. he is. Yeah. He's a Everyone's like, he's great. Whatever. I got him. No problem. You know, it's like he shows up like in the second half, uh, but then they think he's going to miss the game against Kisei he's not there and he shows up like right at the last thing he's like what you thought i'd be late for this match you all are crazy like he very much prioritizes his matches who he's playing against he does uh, how much fun or how much challenge it will be for him um it's the truth um and he also is one of those people the longer he plays the more intense he gets if you're going to shut him down you need to shut him down at the very beginning when he's not into it because once he gets in it he you're 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 done you might as well just leave uh Anything else we want to say about him? I feel like we've kind of I, said the same thing over and over I just again. found something out really interesting, and I'd love to talk about it, but I don't think we can talk about it until season two. Mm. Uh, but we should say he's also, like, really good friends with Mamoy. They've he been, is. like, friends since they were, like, little kids. Little tiny kids. Mamoy is the sexy pig-haired girl yeah, who, uh, and who loves Kuriko because she gave he gave her a popsicle stick. That, that it was a winter popsicle stick. She could trade that in for her own popsicle. But yeah, she, she genuinely is in love with Kuroko. 
and said she wanted to come to the school with him, but she knew that Almine wouldn't need her wherever he was because he's really hard to wrangle in and she's one of the few people who kind of can. Um, so she went to school with him just because uh, she felt the need to... Wait, hold up. What is this? Ooh. While you are looking at that, I will mention that Almine's, if he were to choose another job, he would be a police officer. That makes total sense. And it shows a picture of him in a police officer outfit. It's actually pretty cool looking. Also, Almine's type, he prefers types of girls with big breasts. Go figure. His hobby is looking up graveyard models, as you could tell from the beginning when he's like, oh, look at my magazines. I'll just get in the back. Mm-hmm. The player, oh, that's what, I don't think I should mention that. His favorite food is teriyaki burger. Mm-hmm. His oh, shoe size is slimmer to Kagami's as well. Sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, it seems like Almine is uh, somewhat based off a character from The Prince of Tennis. Oh, yeah, the, the Keigo, uh, Keigo Atobe. He's one of like the players from one of the later arcs. I never got that far because I just never got around to finishing that manga. Oh, here comes uh, Almine coming to arrest you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Mayan, guys. Uh, but yeah, uh, that, that's fun. Ooh, you also voiced somebody from Prince of Stride. I'll watch that show. Whoa, guess what we're watching next week? Oh, that guy. <laughs> uh, Prince of Stride is fine. It's nothing standout, but if you ever want to watch it, I'm down. Um, favorite. Right. Did you know that Almanay's favorite actress is Marilyn Monroe? Hmm. And his favorite basketball player is Alan Iverson? Oh boy, what interesting, Ooh. interesting facts Ooh. that we are learning about. Apparently, and she said this while I was looking at the other thing. Uh, so uh, the, the thing we've mentioned that we do not really need to mention because it doesn't happen until season two. Apparently, no, Kobe don't talk Bryant about it. No, and Michael Jordan it. also no, believe in it. That's the thing. I wanted to talk about that, but now you just ruined it. Uh, too bad. Well, I, I'm we'll not talk about it more in season I'm, two. I'm not going to get into it. I wanted to get into that as a discussion. I hate. Do you, you. want to? <laughs> I, I mean, we still can. Uh, spoiler alert. Savory wins the winter high. Great. We ruined the whole show. Oof. That's your fault. No, it's not. <laughs> the main characters win the thing just like you expect. Let's go. Uh, all right. So that's pretty much <laughs> it for Almine. I feel like anything else you uh, you want to add about it? Almine is a jerk. Yeah, he really is. I he's give he's him, probably I my least off. favorite Generation of Miracles character. I want to give him a because hug. I just get annoyed whenever he's on this on the screen. I like him. I, his skills are great to see. I enjoy I mean, seeing. His oh, skills. he's great at basketball. Ah, uh, so you're I just, just like Mitarima. Like you don't like him, but you respect him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we're done with the main characters. Other than that, there's like the side characters that we've mentioned, like basically Sarin's team. Mm-hmm. You want you want to do a quick over thing about them, Falcon? Go ahead. Uh, sure. Yeah. So we've got uh. We've got Tepe Kiyoshi. He's injured for most of season one, but he was the founder of Seiren's team. Seiren was a new school that had just opened up uh, and he gathered their team together to make it. Uh, he's very strange uh, and he can, he's has like a title called one of the uncrowned Kings. We won't actually talk more about that because it's not relevant yet. Just fun to throw out. Uh, very spacey, but extremely good at basketball. Um, we've got Junpei Hyuga. He is the captain of the team. Uh, he's their clutch player. Uh, he excels in like really clutch situations. And he also is like their best shooter. He's the one that's most likely going to get a three-pointer off of their team. And then we have Shun Izuki. 
he is i forgot what his actual position is uh point guard uh, he's the vice captain. He has the ability eagle eye. He can see pretty much everybody on the, on the field where they are and what they're doing and where they're around to kind of help him keep track of the court and strategize where they need to be passing and playing at. Uh, he also is a lover of puns, and he is one of my personal favorites from the show. Sashimi's not important. I mean, he becomes a little important later on, but yeah. Especially yeah, they all do. Really. All the characters in the Sayuri team do. But uh, I otherwise, we've got Mitobe. He is uh, one of their defense people. He is really tall. He never says anything. I think they literally say at the beginning, nobody's ever heard his voice. Um, they've never heard him say anything. He just nods and kind of like shakes his head. Uh, then we've got Kogane, who is a player who can is actually really good at making shots from anywhere on the court, but his accuracy is just meh. So you give him the ball, it's he he does kind of look like a monkey somewhat. (laughs) He's he's like supposed to be like the comedy character on their team. Uh, You don't really ever take him seriously, and always forget the other one's name, like Suchida. I think he is. He's also a defense player. He's just not as good as the others. So they put him in if they need to give one of the regulars a break. Uh, And then the three first years aren't really important ever. Furihata is, but not till season three. Um, they're just kind of there to have more first years. Be like, oh, so this is what they're doing. Oh my god, this is so amazing. Basically, it's the commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty That's much. That's what they exist. They're before. the they're the typical sports anime characters of the first years who aren't all that great, but are still on the team. So they just kind of give you commentary every once in a while. Um, Haikyuu didn't do anything like that. Uh, Haikyuu didn't know. Prince of Tennis has it. Um, Night in the area had it. Uh, what, what is Night in the area based on? Ooh, we need to watch that one. It's good. It's a soccer anime Ooh, soccer. Uh, with a twist. It's it's very different. It never got finished. They did 36 episodes and it never got renewed for season two. I, so it I kind of is on a cliffhanger. Um, I mean, I was still watching it. It's really great. Like, um, I, I think there was a watching. manga, but I've just never gotten around to reading it. <laughs> um, but we really don't need to talk too much about other the other teams' people. Do you want to mention, I know how much you love this anime, Falcon, right? Mm-hmm. You love. Do you want to mention the 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 the? the we should not mention Almanes yet, but do you want to mention Kisei and Midorima's uh, partners, like their partners on their own teams, a little bit or no? Well, we can. Uh, Go so ahead. It's all. It's the, the ball is in your court. Kaijo High, uh, Kisei's partner is Yukio Kasamatsu. He is the captain, I believe. Yes, uh, he is a third year. He's just a very good player. He keeps everyone in check. Uh, I don't think he ever actually really excels in like one thing. He's just kind of an all-rounder. Um, he very much is one of the few people who can kind of get Kisei to listen and obey. Um, he's also usually uh, overestimated by everyone else. They're all just worried about Kisei because of how great Kisei is. Um, and then people overlook him and then he'll just start dominating whenever they don't really care too focused on Kisei um and then for uh Shutoku it is Kuzunari Takao which fun fact of the Mega House Kuroko's basketball figures they did figures for all of the generation of miracles plus Kagami and Takao he is the only one of like the side people who got a figure really um, so he's, that yeah, is interesting he's a he's a he must be very popular. popular um he is the one that's always with uh Midorima uh they always play rock paper scissors to see who's gonna ride in the pool cart who's gonna ride the bike even if to wins he's riding the bike um a little bit of a spoiler for like mm-hmm. near the end of the, the series but actually on the third poll which goes up to chapter 254 
Tikal got third place. Yeah. Wow. Tikal is very popular. Um, but he has a, an upgraded version of Izuki's eagle eye. He has the hawk eye, which lets him see the entire court. Izuki can see like what's in front of him. Uh, Takao can see everything. Um, he also <laughs> he can has even see that you're picking your pass. nose right now. Yes, you. You're picking your nose. Stop it. Am I? No, not you. The person listening. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Sorry, that was a bad joke. Continue. Yeah, on, I was Falcon. like, what? Um, but yeah, he uh, he's very popular. He has an accurate pass. It's pretty much just he very rarely misses his passes. I don't know why we have to make that like a special skill, but I guess it is a basketball anime. Now, I will say that uh, just because we're not talking about the other characters doesn't mean that they don't have their own little quirky personality traits about them. I, I really did like the quirky personality traits about like each character like there's there's a guy on kisei's team who is like oh i just want a girl i just want a girl to notice me kisei after this is over you gotta introduce me to some girls right from your fan club yeah and this, this character's like that they're just like quirky and stuff there's some yeah, that, that guy was great i love the moment when they're about to play toho he's like look i saw this really hot girl third from the left in this day and it's like they're not yeah. gonna look at you they're gonna be looking at kisei why must he be on this team it's just like <laughs> sorry bro like what are you going to do about it? You have a legitimate model on your team. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. Um, and, and then, like, uh, there's the scene. Uh, uh, no, I, I forget. Never mind. No, there's a scene where, like, they're losing, and they're like, he say, if we win this, you better introduce me to some girls when they're fighting Toho. Like, you better take me to, like, one of those, like, those, those karaoke bars and introduce me to mm-hmm. some girls. I think he said that. Yeah. I just really like that scene. Kisei's team is great. He's a good team. Yeah. Um, anyway, that should get us to the uh, openings. Well, and... actually, before that, mm-hmm. let me talk about the popularity poll. Real quick. Okay. As I mentioned, there is uh, three par- character polls. I kind of gave a little away for the third poll, but I'm not going to talk about that. But for the first poll, which goes up to chapter 71 in the manga, which is basically uh, Kisei versus Aumine, the fight at the end of season one, uh, in first place, I-, I think I'll read the first. I think I'll read the 10 places, up to 10 just because okay. there's like 30 i don't want to read them all um though i will say 30 30 uh 30th place last place is a tie between someone called kenji takeda do you know who that is kenji takeda uh i don't think so let me pull him up real quick um oh he's like he's the old guy oh he's the he's the Saren high basketball club advisor Oh, okay, I was like, the name's familiar, guy. but I couldn't remember who he was. Yeah, that's he him. he is tied with Midorima's specialty made rolling pencil. I just want to mention that. Anyway, okay. in first place with two thousand six hundred and twenty six votes, we have Tetsuya Kuriko. Yay! The main character is in first place. Who knew? In second right? place, Falcon. This one might surprise you. In second place with. 1,478 votes. We have Shintaro Midorima. Really? That really that does surprise true. me. I mean, and I, I will mention this now in second and third polls. He's, he's sixth place, but yeah, I guess, see, you you must have been wrong. I guess the fans really liked him in the beginning. Maybe. I mean, I was really big into the con scene when this was out, and I would never see a Midorima cosplayer. It would always be Kuroko or Kagami or Kisei or Almine. Really, any of the Generation of Miracles or Kuroko or Kagami, very rarely did you ever see anybody else um, except Midorima. I think out of the like eight conventions I went to while this was airing, I saw one Midorima. 
whenever I talked online, no one really talked about him. So I guess just no one really found him much to talk about, maybe. Um, but he's always been one of my favorites. Let us continue the poll. In third place with 1,116 votes, we have Tyga Kagami. Mm-hmm. In fourth place with 1,065 votes, we have Ryota Kisei. And in fifth place with 955 votes, we have Shun Izuki. My boy Izuki, yeah, let's go. Sixth, sixth place is Daiki Almine. Seventh place is Kazunari Takeo. Eighth place is Junpei Hyuga. Ninth place is Rico Ida. And tenth place is Shinji Kogane. Mm-hmm. And if you go, if you want to see the person, the popularity polls yourself, you can look it up on the wiki page like I am right now. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, Falcon, let's jump right in to let's let me let me rephrase that. <clears throat> let's slam dunk right into oh. the opening and endings. You're name dropping other sports animes. I don't know that I appreciate, it's, it's, but it's I will a, allow it's it. It's a basketball move. Leave me alone. It, it is. I mean, it is. But there's also an anime called Slam Dunk. It's very popular for season one. Uh, we have two openings and two endings. Both the openings are by Grand Rodeo. Which are amazing band, mm-hmm. by the way. You should give them a listening to when you mm-hmm. can. Uh, the first one is called Can Do. Uh, what did you think about Can Do, Condor? I think we can do a great song with this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. I really like Can Do. Uh, it's it's one of my favorites of the openings. It's definitely action-packed. It definitely gets you excited for us. Uh... Mm-hmm. Oh, geez, excuse me. It definitely gets you excited for, like, basketball. I'm like, oh, God, it's time for basketball. You know, that's that's one thing I really them. like about Kuroko. So just overall for every season, there are seven openings. Grand Rodeo did all but one. And all of them actually get you pumped up, except for the one that's not by Grand Rodeo. Uh, that one I, is probably my least favorite. Uh, but that's because it's a very different. All of Grand Rodeos are exciting, thrilling. Grand they, Rodeo they get you makes going. Kuroko. And then the the one that's not is more like supposed to be like a flashback kind of thing. So it's kind of got this weird vibe to it. They had, there was like this two or three episode flashback sequence in season three that had them. And I didn't care for that opening that much, but it's still fine. Just it, it wasn't the usual hype I experienced. Um, but yeah, I really like Grand Rodeo as uh, can do a lot. And I do think I enjoyed a little bit better than the second one, which, which is, is Rimfire. Rimfire. By Grand Rodeo. I actually th- going to have to disagree with you there. I think I like Rimfire okay. better. For me, music-wise. My favorite one still hasn't come. My favorite one's in season two that they've done. Visual, Um, visual, uh, visually-wise, they're both pretty equal, visually-wise. I do think I like the animation on Rimfire better. I just prefer the Can Do song. But Rimfire's still great. I like all of these. I listen to them all the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. I think when I I first listened to Kuroko's Basket when I was younger, I think I was jamming out to these all the time, too. I should Mm -hmm. really get back into it, personally. Mm -hmm. But uh, the the opening, the second opening, they showed Murasaki Bara playing basketball, even though they never had that happen in the second half of season one, which is weird to add, you know? It's weird. But he comes in at the very end, but they also show Akashi, who doesn't actually get, like, fully revealed until season three. Like, we see like little snips of him in flashbacks throughout, but we never really have him meet everybody until then. But he he's even in the second it's a opening. Weird choice, I'll say. Mm-hmm. It's a weird choice. Um, ending theme. Ooh, the first yeah, ending sorry. theme Started is right away by Dane. Hyadane. Wait, is that the guy who did the openings for Nietzsche Joe? I don't know. Is it? 
I think so. Well, well, Falcons talking about that. I'm going to be honest with everybody listening to this podcast right now. Uh, I I kind of let I kind of let Netflix do its thing, and I kind of let it skip all the editing scene. And I literally just listened to the editing scenes before the podcast today. They're fine. They're fine. I guess I like the first one more than the second one. The second one being Catal Rhythm" by Old Codex. You want to give these songs to listen to? You can just give them all mm-hmm. YouTube search. That's what I did. I was correct. Hedane was the guy who did the openings for Nietzsche Joe. Whoa. Uh, whoa. Um, he's like, Hedane's he actually really cool. Um, You're really cool. I, I don't like his ending for Kuroko that much. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's, but if you compare it, yeah. especially like the Nietzsche Joe stuff, no, the Nietzsche Joe stuff's way better. They're probably um, like, yo, Hedane, we need you. We need you to make a quick song for a basketball anime. Probably. I've never watched basketball in my entire life. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. he just put this song. Out. I'm not saying it's bad. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and then the second ending is, as I mentioned, is Katao Rhythm" by Old Codex. I think I preferred this one out of the two endings, um, but Visually, not by much. I'll agree visually, mm-hmm. but I think I like the first one more. Mm-hmm. I like the first ending and the second opening. You like the first opening and the second ending. We're divided. Mm-hmm. I don't yep. like this. This is. I feel like we usually are a little bit on openings. We both like all of them most of the time, unless there's one that's just really bad. Then we both agree that that one's really bad. But like Spice and Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that episode's actually gotten a lot more views lately, but I'll I'll talk about that later. It's not important right now. Wow. Um, it's probably Fox just watching it multiple times. <laughs> How dare they hate Spicy Wolf? <laughs> uh but yeah uh uh yeah but anyway that is pretty much it for the music anything else you feel you need to say well, i mean the actual music in the anime was all right too it was pretty good for a basketball anime but i didn't really focus on it i was too busy looking at the cool basketball moves to focus on the music to be honest with you because mm-hmm. i mean if you're watching real basketball they don't really have background music so you kind of just focus on the, the, the you, just, you just hear the squeaking and the thuds of the dribbling and all uh, that. you know honestly hearing the squeaking was very pleasing to me for some reason oh i, I love it every why. time they do it is great it just makes it more realistic you know yeah i feel like it would be really weird if it wasn't there just yeah. because it's very much just like a uh it would be like, wait, why Why are we not hearing like their sneakers running? Like we've all run on the gym floor with sneakers. We know it squeaks. Like I think it would just be really off-putting if it wasn't. Kuroko's basket, but instead of the regular squeaky shoes, it's the squeaky shoes from SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um... All right. Well, I guess that we should be moving on. That's our thoughts on the music. Uh, let's say we talk about our question. Of our the day, question. Our question. Mm-hmm. Well, today we have two. I'm asking a question, mm-hmm. and Falcon's asking a question because since this is a banner anime, woo-woo, we thought we should make this a special one, making it a little bit longer. Probably not as yeah. long as Fire Force or March comes in like a lion, but you know, it'll be Gosh, long. March it'll be was good. so long. Oh God, I can't wait for those manga you shot and they mm. showed me yesterday. Finally being released in 2022. God, I can't wait to go broke. <laughs> right. Um, but um, the first question. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask Falcon to have this ask first, and I'll answer it. Do you think a professional basketball player would like this anime? I think season one maybe, season two and three I don't think so. I'm so, going to 100% agree with you on that. So the thing about Kuroko is it starts off fairly realistic with just like a few things here and there that are weird, uh, but season two and three it gets stop it's anime time crazy yeah uh yeah pretty much uh it gets very anime like 
people talk about, you know, oh, when Kuroko does his ignite pass, there's a laser beam that follows behind the ball. And I'm like, I don't think there's genuinely a laser beam behind the ball. I think that that's just an effect like to effect. make it look cooler, yeah. you know? Because I mean, like, otherwise, what are you going to do? He punched the ball and you just see it move faster. Like, that's just an effect. Or like, if even we... uh, there's an ability later on where people have these, like, trails of light coming from their eye. Like, there's not really trails of light coming from their eye, but it gets very anime as the seasons go on. But I think yeah. season one, they would like, because it is fairly realistic, with even just like how they play, how they foul the rules of the game. Later on, though, it is kind of more. Here's all these crazy things that light trails and laser beams, which they might totally like that, but I feel like it would be harder if they're not already into the kind of sort of anime cartoon kind of fan base already. Might be a little bit more difficult for them to appreciate. I agree. I agree. I'm going to have to say the same thing basically with season one. Uh, I feel like they would probably appreciate that more. It's more realistic. And uh, as we mentioned, there's like a laser BB eye thing. Uh, we're not going to get into it now. If we ever do season two, we probably will. I uh, will do season two. I just feel like I will, <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, season one was definitely more enjoyable. I feel like a basketball player could probably watch it. It's a good way to get more probably into the basics and understanding how basketball is done in Japan as well. Probably more interesting if you're like into it as well maybe even any sports fan would probably like this i know i will say for a fact that after watching this anime i got more into watching basketball because this came out during when i was in high school and Mm -hmm. sometimes in high school there'll be basketball games i would actually go to the basketball games and watch them they were very interesting for me obviously i don't remember them now of course but i remember one time we did so well in our high school we went to like uh, one of the one of like the big stadiums like i think we were gonna go to td garden at one point and uh, it was really exciting it was really hype and it was just really fun to just do that once in a while, even though it's technically not my type of crowd, but it was nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah no, I agree. I, I've never been like a big fan of watching sports. If I watch sports, I have to be like at the stadium or arena to like really get into it. If I'm watching it on TV, I just get bored. But if I'm actually there, the whole atmosphere makes it fun. Um, but after Kuroko's basketball, I actually did start watching March Madness that year. And I think I watched some of it the next year. I didn't watch like every game, just whenever I could catch it on if I caught it. Uh, and <laughs> The first year it came out, I I still didn't really know anything about basketball, but I had some college friends like, hey, we're doing March Madness. And like the winner gets five bucks, like and you should enter it. And I was like, all right, sure, why not? So this came out and I was watching it. And I totally just made guesses on teams that ended up winning the March Madness bracket that year, <laughs> which made everybody mad because they were all like super into basketball. And I was literally just like picking like names of teams that sounded cooler or like well, I don't know much about <laughs> basketball, but I know this team is, like, always really, really good. I almost uh, – one bracket, I almost had a clean sweep. Uh, I had the final pick for that year, uh, uh, UK versus, I want to say, like, Duke or something. Um, but I wanted – I had had Louisville get beat out by the person, right, like, in the semifinals – but if I would have done Louisville winning that one and going to the final, I would have had like one section of the bracket, like completely correct. Uh, but yeah, apparently everyone else is like super wrong and I got super close. So I was not asked to play again next year, but. Very uh, sad, very they were, sad. They spent hours like over stats and I was just like, hmm, this team's called Wake Forest. That sounds cool. I'll put them over <laughs> this Wake school Forest. that sounds stupid, you know? And it's like, apparently they're actually pretty good. I don't know it, but uh, yeah, I was the only one. I think like halfway through, I was the only one left who could still had a chance of winning, who like of doing well. So it's like you won already. We already know. Very interesting. It was just waiting to see how right I was. It was fun. But yeah, um, yeah. So we kind of agreed on that. So I'll ask the next one, which is our more weeb.
question of the day because we have to have some weeb question. Why are you saying I'm not weeb? You're the one who's dressed up like the freaking character, you weeb. That's why I'm the one asking the weeb question. <laughs> Duh. Uh, but no, uh, so out of all of the generation of miracles, out of all of them, even the two we haven't seen yet, but you've seen the show, so you kind of know what they do. I forget what the purple hair guy's power is. Is blocking? Uh, yeah, he's he's like super defense guy. And then is it just Akashi is just really good at being a leader? Yeah, he's just the most weird. He's he's like a leader, but it's just the way I've always taken. He has he admits such a presence and such a ferocity to him that he can make people kind of inadvertently do whatever he wants them to do. Um, but out of all of their powers, which one do you think you would want to have ideally if you could have one of these godly basketball skills? What was Almini's just all around good at the game? He's, he's an all around. He really he's just have a, beast. a powder. Yeah. I mean, and technically he's, he's out because he doesn't have just, a power. I mean, well, he, he's just ungod. He's just an ungodly. But that's not prodigy. a power. That's no, just but they, they consider like really it a power. They're all prodigies, and he's like the all-arounder prodigy. So if you, I'm gonna have to say Kisei then, because I like the copy thing personally. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool if I can like analyze someone. I could copy it. Maybe I could, after copying it, I could kind of add that to my own basketball game, like maybe improve myself after I copy Mm -hmm. it. But uh, yeah, I would say Kisei. What about you? And why is it Midorima? Well, what I have two. So can't can't see what you gotta do. (laughs) No, I think I think realistically, if I were to play. I would subscribe to Mitarima's subscribe policy <laughs> about uh, speaking of subscribing, make sure to subscribe <laughs> to the podcast to uh, see yeah, updates yeah. for more yeah. updates for when we upload every Wednesday. Yeah. Um, or Thursday <laughs> this week because I got I busy. Uh, apologies. But yeah, uh, I feel like if I were actually playing, I would subscribe to the theory of if I can shoot it from farther away more often and get it in most of the time, if not every time, that's going to be the best way to play the game. But if I could just have like a fun one, I would have Kuroko because I have been told by numerous people I'm fairly forgettable and I never believed them. Who are you? Yeah, right. Uh, and then I found out later they were like totally correct. So I, I feel like I have either a similar issue of Kuroko where I don't have too much presence or I just am not memorable enough for people to remember that I could probably pass that off if I really wanted to. Um, but I, I most likely you're, would be you're, you're beginning Eagle Cherry, right? What? You're yeah. beginning, beginning Eagle, Eagle Cherry, right? Eagle Cherry, okay. I couldn't think of anything that's like an opposite. <laughs> it was of like cherry. cherry was the weirdest one to pick. I couldn't think of anything that's the weird of a berry. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right, should we get on to our favorite moments, our favorite games? Uh, yeah, we can so, move on. So, as if you haven't found out by now, which we actually haven't really mentioned it, unless you mentioned it at the beginning, I don't remember. Uh, Kirk goes back. It is a shonen anime. It is a shonen it is anime. A shonen anime. It is in shonen jump. That is why mm-hmm. it is super popular. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, basically, there's no fights unless you want to consider fights the games where they dribble mm-hmm. the ball and shoot the ball, you know. Right. I would say my favorite game would probably be from season one, would be the last one. It was Almine versus Kisei's team. I really like that game. I think it was interesting to see two people that were not the generation that was not uh, Kuroko's team playing mm-hmm. to see how they played against each other. I really like that. I really like seeing Kisei copy Almine at the end, doing the perfect copy. I think that's what they called it, mm-hmm. uh, which takes like basically half of the whole one of the whole some one of the whole periods to like try to copy him. And he did like, oh, it was so cool to see him copying. It was great. Had Almine like shook for like a little bit. It was great to see Almine like panic. It, it was just fun. 
Mm-hmm. I really liked it. What would you say your favorite game is of season one, Falcon? Uh, honestly, I'll, it's the game. I think one of my favorites is the game against the really annoying guy. I always forget their team name. Oh, I hate that because guy. I genuinely love seeing. So this is the game right before they, if I'm remembering correctly, sometimes like the games not with the generation of miracle players kind of can get swapped around in my head um, because they're usually a lot quicker. Um, it's one of the few games where Kagami and Kuroko really aren't used that much. So we get to see the actual Saren team from the year before that was still really good and got to the, I think it was what the final round of, they made it to the championship series and then they lost there. Like I think in the, like they got destroyed, but they made it there, which for a first year team is near impossible. Um, we actually got to see them play more with their skill set they had the year before, which was fun. Without and then of course they pull Kroko and Kagami in, in the end to help win. But uh I really enjoy seeing the other players excel because we focus so much on the generation of miracles that it's nice getting letting them have their moment to where they still are just dominating. That's right. It was good to see and that annoying guy was. Oh, I probably hate him as much as I hate that uh, freaking. Oh, what's his name? Guy from, from Fate. Fate's Day. Yeah. Uh, what's the name like? Show or something? It it is. Now, that that doesn't sound right. But I know who you're talking about. Annoying blue-haired guy who's like, oh! It starts with an S, like Shido's yeah. name, right? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It has the same name as the main character of Neon Genesis Evangelion. I don't remember. Anyway, not important. Oh, Shinji. I, Shinji. Yes, his name's Shinji. I hate him just as much as I hate Shinji because he's so annoying. He's I don't stupid. hate him as much as Shinji, but yeah, he, I didn't he's think very he was that aggravating. Annoying. Very aggravating. I mean, Shinji, like, kind of added nothing to the show so this guy also added nothing to the show just an annoyance yeah i mean he was just kind of there to make kuroko somewhat mad what school did you even come from like your school we were on the same team (laughs) (laughs) i started every game did you start every game Mm, i don't think so but yeah uh which kuroko doesn't like say that out he's like oh nice to meet you and it's like didn't you go to school with him yeah like kuroko just doesn't really care but uh yeah, I, I liked that game a lot. Uh, any other games or moments that you enjoyed? I mean, I guess I liked the game with Almane versus uh, Kuroko when they got completely destroyed. That was cool to see. Mm-hmm. It was like the first game where they got like absolutely like bonked hard. They, they'd been able to like win their way out of every situation, but Almane was just the first one that they just weren't ready for. Um, kind of because I remember watching the anime, so obviously they end up beating him again. Spoiler alert! But uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of now. But this makes me think: How are they gonna do it? Like I don't remember how they do it, but mm-hmm. I think maybe now that I'm piecing the pieces together, I think I remember how. I am. I have an idea of remembering exactly what it is, but it's been but, a like, few years when we go back to it. when we go to watch season two. I'm gonna be really looking forward to that. I'm gonna be like, how mm-hmm. are they gonna beat him? Uh, like, what are they gonna do? How are they? That was like him? the big draw of season like, two. Yeah. Yeah, but I I like that fight too to see like the power gap between someone who's super good, you know. Mm-hmm. What about you? Any other favorite games of season one, Mister Falcon? Uh, I mean, I like the Shitoku game. That's just a fun one. Uh, yeah, but I do think I probably mm, no. I say I prefer that over the first game they have with Kisei. But I do I do enjoy the Kisei Almina fight same as you. I think that's probably my second favorite from the series. All right. Um, because it's just, it's just an all-around great game. Uh, even though game. I don't really like Almine that much, like he's still fine. He's a beast. He's fun to watch. Uh, 
Uh, otherwise, just for actual favorite moments. The moment where Kirk was talking about the meteor falling on the stadium when he was fighting Shutaku. <laughs> yeah, I love that. He was like, no, we can't <laughs> give up. You never know. We could always find a way to win, even if in the last second a meteor comes and hits the opponent's team. <laughs> and they all give him this look. And you know, Kuroko doesn't joke, so you know he's dead serious about it. And they're just like, what? Uh, what? <laughs> That's probably uh, my love, favorite moment. I love when they first find Kuroko, too. Or the doggy. Uh, yeah. Like, and they give him his own little jersey. Uh, which I always, I always found fun, amusing. They just made him a doggy sayer in Jersey. Uh, I guess they just keep take care of him at the school because you never see him like taken home with anybody. No, maybe uh, he's, more, he's always at the gym. Maybe that's shown more in the manga. I'm not entirely maybe. sure about that. But I mean, yeah, like they, he's always they even there. take him to the games in Kuroko's little like care like bit, duffel yeah. bag, uh, which I just find fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, that I like. I'm not a big dog fan in real life, but I really like Tetsuya too. He's fun. Uh, would you Would you want a Tetsuya too, Falcon? Sure, maybe. Would you like a falcon too? <laughs> I don't. I don't want a second falcon. No, but a Tetsu too. I think a second me would be amazing. <laughs> oh. I call him. I call him little chimpy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a callback. Oh, call. Okay. Uh, any other oh, favorite geez. moments? No, it's basically just basketball. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, it, oh, you know, no, let me, not thinking about the basketball moments. I like the scene. So we, uh, Kagami, but he's actually a really good cook. He can cook a really mean curry. Oh, the curry scene. Yeah, you broke a bowl. And the, bit, the, so, yeah. the curry scene was really good when he was teaching Rico how to cook. Mm-hmm. And then they find out why is it so bad? Why does it taste so bad? Oh, because I put all these like this all good like protein and medicine in it to make it good. That's why it's been horrible this whole time. Yeah, I love. It's like Kagami show. It's like I did. I even tasted it. It seemed fine. And then it's like. Kuroko's like, I thought it was good. It's like, wait, Kuroko, did you plate your own? Yeah, you all forgot about me again. And then it's like, here, Rico, plate another one. And it's like, wait. And it's like, then I just sprinkle this. And it's like, wait, what are you sprinkling? And oh, just a bunch of vitamins. Like, what? It's like, no wonder it tasted so bad. Like, it's like, um, uh, yeah, Kuroko didn't get any because he just made his own. But yeah, That's uh, right. Uh, otherwise, yeah, they, this series very much focuses on the basketball. Right. It's a very fast-paced show. Um, which I kind of enjoy. It's not, I really, I like a lot of really slow paced shows, but then I appreciate this one for just being yeah, right I, I, speed honestly, all the time. Uh, during like the later half, it kind of like focused more on the, 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 uh, the matches, like the first match between Kisei and Kirko, mm-hmm. it didn't really like, it kind of just showed like the first half and then that's it. They didn't really focus on anything else. It showed the first half, then just like Kisei and Kagami trading blows essentially for the rest I, of it. I, um, I didn't like that. I wish they showed more into it, you know? Yeah. I mean, but also, yeah, that's not supposed to be like, that's like important. the first fight yeah yeah but uh, they should have like highlighted it more to see more of the abilities of the characters in mm-hmm. my opinion you know uh, i feel like that's something right that, that kind of lacked i kind of felt like like why is it so short i think they did that with the meterima fight as well they made it like a little shorter than i i remember i think they skipped the whole i think the third quarter i don't yeah remember. the third quarter is just where shutoku was dominating because they had kagami out resting but i want to see that yeah like, i don't want them to skip it i want to see that maybe they, it's in the I manga mean, maybe they skipped it for the anime mm-hmm. i don't know they do a lot I of like cut it. shots of just like midorima and his team just like getting goals and you'll see like uh say you're getting a few here or there but yeah but also i feel the way it is basketball games are really long <laughs> or can be really long so i feel like they show they came up they came out with like this is how they want the game to go. There's going to be one spot, especially with each new generation of Miracle, where Sayer is just getting destroyed. And do we really need to spend a whole episode or half an episode of them just 
getting dunked on the whole time. Yes. Like, I mean, for runtime, no. I feel like if this got, if they slowed it down, the pacing would get a little weird. I do agree. I wish there were times we would see more. Because especially if Kuroko or Kagami is out, that's usually where they kind of speed it up a little bit. Um, which is why I enjoyed the game where they were out for the majority of it because we did oh, get yeah. to see more just actual, here's Hyuga and Izuki and Mitobe, and here's how they actually play, and here's how they actually got to where they did the last year because you never really showed us before, um, which that was also important for just reaffirming to Kuroko and Kagami in the first years that, like, hey, our seniors are actually really good. We can rely on them. It doesn't have to just be us two carrying this team. Um, but I, I actually really like the pacing. I think the pacing is is actually really where I wanted to be. We had a really good fast paced three seasons and then we I, were, were done. I didn't like the beginning of the season one's facing, but then when it got into like more of the matches of the high, mm-hmm. I felt like the pacing got more to what I like. I like to see the game in all its fury. That's why basketball, I'm here to see the whole basketball game. I want to see it mm-hmm. all. I don't want anything to be skipped. That's why then you would have literally like two games a season and this would be going on for like 10 seasons. Perfect. I feel like that would be a little. Guess a little... what I want. I feel like that'd be a little too slow, but I mean, like I even like slow pace things. Like I love dot hack sign. That is the slowest paced anime of all time. Um, but I, I like how fast this one is. I, I don't, I, I personally wouldn't change it. I acknowledge that you disagree. Um, I do agree. Oh, there are some fights wrong. we saw more. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't even really get too many episodes just like Sayrin doing things outside of games. It's mm-hmm. they train for a game, then they start the game later on that episode. Or that's the anime, the training camp. We spent like two episodes on, I think. Which but I was fine was, with that. I like that. Yeah. It's good to get the training. But that was I like that. They, they were out of the tournament right now. They were training for the next one, and oh hey, let's go watch this next match while we're here. You know, so um, I, I'm cool with that. Um, but well, yeah, once the tournament starts, it's pretty much game, 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 uh, which I'm yep. cool with. Doesn't the winter high? basically the rest of the anime um most of it so the start of the next season they've got the preliminaries and i think the preliminaries is another one they're not really facing too many like major teams so they kind of just speed through it a little bit i think there's no was that team because it's the team of cheaters and i don't remember if that's in the preliminary or if that's when they're actually Uh, in the winter i guess we're watching season two right now i'm kidding i know right now i mean Part of me wants to just wait till it's on Netflix again, and then we can just keep going whether we we'll watch see. it on Netflix or not. We'll, we'll uh, see. But you know, yeah. I'd like to continue it maybe in a month or two, maybe three months. Okay. I mean, I'm cool with that. I'm always down to watch Kuroko. But I don't know how long it'll take. The second half of the ReZero anime to be dubbed. It hasn't even That's started true. yet. Oh, it hasn't. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. It's already on, the the animes are on like episode eight of the second core or episode yeah. nine episode nine yeah, anyway really um weird. we don't really need to talk spoilers because we've pretty much been talking to, it's basketball you don't really yeah i mean it's basketball a team's gonna when win a team's team gonna lose when team lose yeah basically yeah. so uh i guess we can go into our recommendations when we recommend it and our rating falcon mm-hmm. why don't you uh start us off all right uh so as i've said this is in my top three actually probably just my top two favorite anime of all time my third spot's kind of been wavering between two shows right now um, like a lion yeah, uh, so my, my yes. original top three, and I never have ever ordered them because I like them all for different reasons. My usual top three are Clonade, Kuroko's Basketball, Code Geass. Uh, but Code Geass is, I'm debating if I want to put March comes in instead of Code Geass. But it, it's another one of those. I like them for similar reasons, but I can't decide which one I like just more. Just have them both be third place. Yeah, just I have a third place tie. Um, yeah. Uh, I think Kuroko is a great basket or not a great basketball. It is a great basketball anime, uh, but I feel like it's a good anime overall. If you're wanting to try the sports anime, this was one of the first few I tried. I did watch some of Prince of Tennis, like in high school, 
um, but it was really hard to find. And then it, they started dubbing it, but the dub was one of like the worst dubs I've ever heard. Yikes. And it didn't even like finish airing its first season, I don't think. And then they took it off um, before that happened. Um, so I played tennis in high school, so I already knew the rules and whatnot. It was fun. Uh, but Kuroko was the, like the sports anime that got me into sports anime. Um, and I, it was that way for a lot of people. Um, because like I said before, we didn't really have too much. We had like Slam Dunk published. We had a soccer wing called Whistle that did okay, but no one ever really talked about it, but you always saw it at the bookstores. And then we had like Prince of Tennis and that was pretty much it. Uh, Hikaru no Go, if you can count Go as Isn't a that sport. Shogi? No, what was that? That is oh, Go. No, that wasn't Shogi. Aye, aye, aye. Sorry, my mind. Um, which that's always been what I've wanted to get into and I just keep putting off. Um, I think I remember watching episodes like that were on like mm-hmm. Adult Swim or something. Or was it the Funimation channel? I don't remember. But I remember uh, it was, I it's remember a Viz property. Anime. It's a Shonen Jump one. So it was probably the on The main character is like blonde hair, right? Yeah, it's like he's yeah, banger bleach, but then he's got like the back and the black in the back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've always been into it. And he has like some like spear that helps him out or something. I don't know. I've never That's, read it. That uh, sounds like but, spear. Shaman yeah. King. <laughs> uh, so I was like, it was to me, it was like the sports version of Shaman King almost, uh, which is actually coming back. And I'm really excited for that reboot. But anyway, uh, I would recommend Kuroko's Basketball if you're wanting to give the sports anime a try. The problem with sports anime is most people skip it because they're not a fan of sports. But what people don't realize is most sports anime is incredibly character focused. Like if you look at a Haikyuu or a Yawa pedal, half your time is spent with the characters growing and developing and then half the time on sports. Kuroko is not quite as much. Kuroko is kind of more just here's the basketball and they're going to grow during the basketball game. So you don't get as many like we're going to go eat at a restaurant scenes or we're going to go look for anime and Akihabara type deal. Uh, it's more just training and basketball, which I enjoy. It's pacing is very fast. The one thing I will say is some people have said it gets too intense later on. Like I was trying to talk somebody into it. And I We're not them talking a about that right now. Season. We're talking about season one. I know. One. I'm just saying just ov- overall as a whole. Uh, but as of season one, I think it's a great place to jump in if you want to give sports anime a try. Uh, honestly, I'd give the sub, I think, a 10 out of 10 rating. I really like everything about it. The dub would probably get an eight and a half to nine because there are just some voices that kind of eh on it. Um, but Kuroko, for what I want Kuroko to be, has checks every box I want it to be. Every other sports anime I've seen hasn't quite checked everything I want. Um, but for me, like Kuroko was that one show that I could probably have on repeat and never get tired of it. Uh, I, I just genuinely like it that much. How about yourself, Condor? What, what would you rate Kuroko? So you said eight and a half for the dub, but 10 out of 10 in general? Uh, yeah, for the sub, I think 10 out of 10. I think it's pretty much perfect. Well, the only difference between the sub and the dub is just the voices, really. Yeah, so that's why it's an 8.5 to 9. My rating is just going to be, like, in the series in general. The, not the, the dub notwithstanding, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so Kuroko's Basket was actually the first sports anime I watched because I was in the same mindset as I don't – it's sports. I don't like it. I'm never going to mm-hmm. watch it. So, But I'm like, you know what? Basketball would be cool to watch. Maybe I should just give it a try and check it out, mm-hmm. see if I'd like it or not. So I gave it a watch – um i really enjoyed it so just as you said it's character driven as well and i always do like seeing characters being improved upon seeing themselves just become better people better better understanding situations more i really like that with Kurgo's basket especially with season one i feel like season one was a good start for that i really enjoy what i watched mm-hmm. uh the basketball element was really great to see so i think sports fans if you're trying to get into anime uh you should definitely give this one a watch uh even if you're a beginning anime fan hey give kirko's basket it's a shonen it's it's uh beginner friendly you'll definitely like it 
Uh, I want to give this anime, especially for season one, I think I'm going to give season one a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, but for the anime overall, I want to give it uh, an 8 out of 10 from what I remember. It's been so long since I watched season two and three. And me and Falcon still haven't watched the movie either, so we don't know mm-hmm. what happens with that. But uh, for season one, 7.5, in general, an 8. But, I mean, that opinion can change if when we watch season two and season three, because I haven't watched season two and season three since – I think oh, I was watching really season aired? I think season three, I was, I got into the series when season three was being aired currently. Mm. So, uh, so I'm going to say a 7.5 out of 10 would definitely recommend for sports fans, beginning fans, veteran fans. It's just a good series. You should give it a watch. If you like basketball, heck, you don't have to pay that much attention. If you just want to put it on the screen, uh, let's do that. And then watch it like every snippets. So there you go. So mm-hmm. I would say, and with that being said, that's our rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really need to do a spoilers talk, as I mentioned, because we kind of talked yeah. about it overall. I mean, it's really hard to spoil this unless you just talk about the abilities they unlock in the future. But we'll talk about that when they when they I happen. Actually, I actually look forward to that. But uh, yeah. next next week, um, Falcon doesn't know what we're watching. No, um, I don't. It's been a so secret. I like isekais. Mm-hmm. I think isekai is probably my favorite genre. No, this, watching this, this, Online. this isn't ReZero. No, we're, we're not watching Sao. <laughs> um, today they announced something that really made me happy. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. They announced that they are making a season two for My Devil is a Part-Timer, which I I love that anime. I watched that anime when it came out. I loved it so much. I I, I always wanted a season two because it originally was a light novel. I didn't know that at the time, obviously. (laughs) But uh, they never released a season two. And they finally announced today that uh, they showed a preview, I think, and they have like a picture of season two. So because of that, be to, for next week we will be watching the first season of my devil is a part-timer mm-hmm. We're gonna 13 watch the episodes at McDonald's. Uh, I, I tweeted it. i tweeted that announcement on our twitter page uh i started totally accurate information who knew but we will be also, watching that the publisher of the march comes in like a lion manga liked our re- retweet what yeah. oh let's go <laughs> <laughs> We're the only people who liked it because we don't have many people following us. So you should follow us on Twitter at BirdBroPod. That's where we keep up to date with all fun news and updates regarding the podcast and just whatever fun anime things we find that we want to tweet about. Oh, also, of course, you can find our whole podcast every episode on birdbropod.podbean.com and you can also look up our channel on YouTube for the video version which is just Bird Brothers Podcast. You can also find me on Twitch some. I've been taking a little bit of a break, but Final Falconberry, that's where it's at. You can find it there. We also have a Discord that you can join by clicking the link in the episode description or copying and pasting that into your browser. It should work. And if for some reason it doesn't work, uh, ping us on Twitter. That's the best way to tell us. Uh, But we hope you all have enjoyed it next week. We are watching The Devil is a Part-Timer. We hope you all enjoyed this. Hope your day goes well. Condor, please, end the stream. You're the one who's recording it. Uh, you don't want to say the goodbye to the people or anything? Goodbye, everybody. And goodbye, remember, remember, the zone is not real. The zone is not real. What's that? <laughs> all right, later, guys. <laughs>